We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, CVTPFL. It's Tuesday, it's September 13th, it's 2022. We have 11 baseball games to talk about here on today's podcast. I'm joined by my buddy, Keith Eister, Eyes819. Keith, what's happening, my friend? Not too much, man. Just watching this Monday Night Football game, and Geno Smith is looking like a, a legitimate NFL starting quarterback. Um, pretty impressive, the night Geno is having here. He looked better than Dak did last night, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, so if you think about, like, all the guys that he's been, like, the backups for here recently, I mean, it's not like the experience doesn't run off. And, I mean, he was a great college quarterback, so it's not as shocking. And he already knew the system, so, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't shock me, but... Like a lot of people, I thought Denver was going to control this game. But, I mean, hey, listen, with Metcalf and Lockett a lot in best balls because they were kind of falling, like, all for it. Um, I played Lockett in showdown, and that's not really working out. But I played Geno, too, so we'll see how that works out. I need Penny to keep getting stuff, though, because I have a lot of lot of uh, fantasy prop sites with Penny under rushing yards, so... Yeah, he's looked really good tonight too. Surprisingly, he's had um, two good runs. That's what. That's, yeah. uh, God, I love football. <laughs> <laughs> he's had two good runs. He he's gotten shut down so many times tonight, but he's had two good runs. So, and we're recording this like the third quarter is just getting underway. So if he has a much better like second half, but the first half, I mean, he had two good runs. So feel good about that prop still. Um, anyway. Let's talk some baseball. Eleven games. We got we got some pitching today. Yesterday pitching was iffy. Um, 
saw a lot of ownership on the three guys we expected. Bassett had a rough outing. Valdez pitched a complete game shutout against Detroit. That doesn't shock me. And Strider has, I mean, he's about to get started, so we'll see how that works out. I ended up on Strider and Valdez in my main build for Monday, so we'll see. As a Dodgers, I got a couple of those Pirates home runs, so we'll see how it works out. But got 11 games. We get started here with Baltimore at Washington. (laughs) Gotta love it. Um, It's that (laughs) time of the year. We got Dean Kramer and Corey Abbott facing off in this one. Eight and a half. This game opened at nine. It's down to eight and a half most places now already really quickly. So I don't know if that was just an error of what I'm looking at. But we got Orioles minus 155 here. Any interest in Dean Kramer? No, you kind of touched on it. We've we've got a lot of high upside pitching on the slate. Um Kramer is not not quite that. Don't don't mind the matchup here against Washington. If he was a little cheaper, maybe I'd consider it. But I like guys below him. I like guys above him. So probably don't get to any Kramer. Oh, Metcalf just fumbled. That's not good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yesterday I think I would have had a ton of interest in Kramer in this price range because we didn't really have anybody. But we have so much good pitching today. So I'm going to compare all the mid-range pitchers today to Joe Ryan. Joe Ryan is 8,100 facing Kansas City. He's been struggling recently. He's the guy that I have the most interest in this mid-range. So everyone I'm going to compare today is going to be compared to Ryan. I think Kramer is playable depending on what Washington lineup you get. Night before, if I'm, I mean, if we get the projected starting lineup for Washington, I like Kramer. I mean, there's not a lot of power in this lineup. If Garcia doesn't play, he's somebody that is not a huge strikeout guy. Typically, he has been striking out a lot more recently, but I mean, Washington's bad. There's a reason Baltimore's favored in this game. So I think Kramer is okay. He's just, I mean, ownership and lineup. And I can tell you for certain, though, I'm not playing Corey Abbott on the other side of this game. I don't expect him to really pitch deep into this game. Yeah, I don't either. I have no interest in Abbott. Um, Baltimore can get pretty left-handed as well. So um, Abbott struggles with the lefties. Uh, I kind of like the Baltimore stack here. Well, I mean, he made like a relief like outing on like Saturday or Sunday. So like how much do we really expect him to go into this game? Even if like it wouldn't even shock me if he's the pitcher that like someone else starts this game or something along those lines. So no interest. Baltimore is kind of pricey. I mean, I don't know if I fully stack them because of the price. I could definitely see them as like a secondary stack. I don't mind the matchup against Abbott. It's just more of, I don't know if I'm going to stack them over some of these other expensive stacks today. Yeah, I I do agree with that. Um, Like Mullins and Rutschman are really expensive. Santander's expensive. Um, but everybody else is pretty cheap. Henderson is the guy that stands out to me at 3,400. Really like that price for him. Um, just has the one home run since his call up, but this is a guy with a ton of power. Um, I, I like this spot for Henderson quite a bit. He's really my main target here. Um, Mount Castle is cheap as well with some pop. Um, I, I like pairing those two guys with, with a Mullins or a Rutschman for, for some upside. I like the little three man here. Probably, you're, you're right though. I, I don't know about the full stack. Yeah, I mean, I remember when everybody was kind of worried about Adley Rutschman, and the talent is starting to show definitely here. 
very talented hitter. And um, someone we're going to be talking about for years in baseball. Uh, Washington side, one of the reasons that I think Kramer is okay is because Washington just doesn't have a lot of power, especially from the left side of the plate. Um, I really don't like anything here for Washington. Yeah, Luke Voigt is really cheap, and Kramer was a, a bit reverse splitsy. He was really reverse splitsy when he, like earlier in the year, he, it's, it's kind of flattened out a little bit as, as the year has gone on. Um, but I don't mind chasing a home run from, from Luke Voigt. Nelly Cruz is 2,500. Like these Washington bats are super cheap. Um, so I don't mind trying to find a cheap home run here off of Kramer. Tampa Bay at Toronto, seven and a half total in this game. The Blue Jays, a 150 favorite. Hergert. Hergit against Mitch White. Pretty sure this is going to be his first career start. I know they purchased his contract on Monday, yesterday, today, whenever you're listening to this. Any interest here in Her Hergit? No interest. This is just a, a journeyman pitcher. He's had a, a decent year in AAA, but he's 31 years old. Like a guy who's stuck around for that long. Kudos to him. Glad he's finally getting his shot. Um, let me see what his head is number. Yeah, 24% strikeout rate in AAA. Excellent control, though. Walk rate under 4%. If he was, if he had a different opponent, I might have some interest um, just because he's shown some decent ability in AAA. But against Toronto here, I don't think I can do it. Definitely a stretched out starting pitcher, though. Just, I, I don't know. Against Toronto on the slate, I'm probably out. My question is, I mean, six years in AAA, why is he just now getting his chance like you look at his numbers in triple a five years in triple a five years you look at his number in in triple a and i mean the strikeout the swinging strike rate stuff is actually not bad the thing that I, the only thing that stands out to me is his home run per nine is really high um so i don't know i mean he was in the st louis organization for a long time i'd have to go look back and look and see if he got hurt in that 2019 season or something because he kind of disappeared did he go to kbo or something i don't know i have to look a little bit into him but as of right now i don't have any interest in this matchup against tampa he's shown good strikeout stuff or against toronto good, good strikeout stuff but i mean toronto is such a good offense in general that it's really hard to play anybody against them so I don't think I'm playing him as of right now, but I'm going to look into him more and do uh, give him the due diligence today for sure. Um, any interest in Mitch White on the other side of this game? No, I, I'm out on Mitch White too. Just not not enough upside here. Um, this this Tampa Bay lineup is is stronger now that Wander Franco's back. Uh, Brandon Lau had missed some time, so if this was a month ago and if it was in Tampa, I might have some interest, but. Tampa's getting the ballpark upgrade going into Toronto. Just 21% strikeout rate, 19% strikeout rate for Mitch White. So just lacking lacking a little upside here. And they gave those two guys the day off on Monday too. Franco and Brandon Lau both got the day off on Monday. So, I mean, that's something to kind of note as well. Um, Mitch White is not a huge strikeout guy. We have so much upside on the slate. Tampa does strike out at a good clip. I don't think I'm playing Mitch White. Um, Tampa Bats. I mean, the two guys we just talked about, right? Like Franco um, is a is a generational talent if he can stay healthy. Brandon Lau is going to benefit from Franco being back in the lineup. 
Don't know if I full stack, but I could see adding like a third piece to those two guys and making like a three-man stack here. Yeah, I, I definitely like those two um, mid-4K price range on both of them. Um, very fair. I don't like anybody above them, really, so I'd be looking for another value piece. Uh, maybe Peralta at 3K. Um, yeah, <laughs> Williams that, that... just fumbled into the end zone for oh, man. a what touchback. Is <laughs> <laughs> we, see, we, we spoke too highly of this game. <laughs> it just turned ugly. All right, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you on the Tampa no, thoughts. Yeah, you're good. Uh, it, it's really just um, Lau and Franco. Um, I'd be just, just a third piece just to make it a, a mini stack type of deal. Um, but nothing really stands out. Peralta, I think, would be the guy at 3K. Yeah, I think Peralta at 3K would be my choice as well. The price is fantastic. You're not, I mean, you're using a second base and a shortstop. So just adding an outfielder, like, solid. I mean, for a secondary stack. I don't know what to think of the Toronto bats here. You know, you. I talked about this on Grinders Live yesterday. I didn't expect Chriswell to pitch deep. He didn't really pitch deep. But, I mean, for the Toronto stack, like, you're wanting to stack against a bullpen that's going to struggle. And Tampa's bullpen is so good. So if this young pitcher only goes four or five innings and gives up maybe one to three runs, like, I just don't know if the stack is going to pay off the pricing. I mean, Bichette, Vlad, Springer, Kirk, Hernandez, these guys are are, are fantastic plays. Hitters. It's just, I mean, the pricing, this bullpen, not knowing too much about this pitcher. I mean, he struggled with home runs in AAA until this year. So did he fix that problem? I, you know, there's so many question marks here when you're paying like top end pricing for Toronto. Yeah, I think you broke that down really well. And the reason we're so concerned about salary on this slate is because there's there's a pitcher that's about 12K that I, I know we want to pay for. So yes. getting these premium stacks are going to be pretty difficult. Um, I'm with you. I, I like this spot for Toronto. I'm just, just not thinking I can afford them today. There is one 6K pitcher I think you can take a stab at. Um, maybe you could make a Toronto to Grom stack work with that type of build. Um, I haven't like built any lineups yet or anything, but I'm, I'll definitely be trying to do it because I do like Toronto. Um, just really tough to, to afford them when I want to pay for some pitching for sure. All right. We got the Yankees and the Red Sox, Garrett Cole going up against Nick Pavetta. The total. Some places have it at eight. Some places have it at eight and a half. Every book has the Yankees minus 170, though. Um, what are your thoughts here? Garrett Cole going into Fenway facing my Red Sox. Yeah, I mean, the, the best pitcher in the world is on this slate, and his name is not Garrett Cole. Um, it, it's not that significant of a discount to go down to Cole. Obviously, it's a fantastic tournament play. Um the Grom is definitely going to, to hold Cole's ownership down. Um, tough, tough park for Cole's issues, um, which are home run balls. I don't know. I, I think I just try to go overweight on DeGrom, which means I'm not, not getting a ton of Cole in my lineups. Um, he's fantastic, obviously, but there's actually somebody better than him on a slate for once. Um, I, I prefer DeGrom, so I, I don't see myself getting a ton of Cole. Yeah, and like the problem is 
You get $3,400 a hitter if you plug in DeCrom and Cole together. And I don't know if that's going to be feasible on an 11-game slate with not a ton of value. Um, So, I mean, could you do it? Sure. I mean, you could punt maybe like a catcher second base. But like with Mookie Betts being second base eligible on DraftKings now, you're giving up opportunity costs anytime that you punt second base now. Cause like second base was pretty weak position overall, but I, I mean, Mookie Betts being second base eligible is just such a, such a tough fade um, on like a nightly basis. Um, I mean, for me on Cole, the Red Sox with story banged up now too. I just, I don't, they're not mathematically out of the playoffs yet, but they're they're out of the playoffs. I mean, they would have to go on some insane streak to make the playoffs, and I guess it would start with, like, sweeping the Yankees. But this lineup is really banged up right now. I think Garrett Cole cruises in this spot, and, I mean, his strikeouts have ramped up here recently, so no issues playing Cole. I do – or I, I, too, am with you. I have DeGrom over Cole today for sure. Um, Nick Pavetta – Listen, I am okay with playing pitchers against the Yankees right now with all of their injuries, but Nick Pavetta is a home run pitcher in Fenway against still even with like two or three of these guys. I just, I can't do it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a tough spot for Pavetta. Um, He had kind of flashed like at different points throughout the year, he's flashed strikeout upside, but that's kind of the story of his career. Like he has just had a super inconsistent career. Um, at times he looks like he has great stuff at other times he's just getting hit extremely hard and giving up a ton of home runs so um you you kind of touched on it already we're comparing everybody to ryan in a good matchup who's only 500 dollars more so for that reason um don't think i need to mess around with Pavetta today let's talk uh yankees bats i mean judge sitting at 55 home runs could hit two home runs in this spot against Pavetta. Stanton could homer. I'm targeting power, you know, home run, you know, type of guys. Torres, Stanton, Judge. I don't mind a full Yankee stack here because Pavetta is a guy that gives up a lot of home runs. And you, in this ballpark, yeah, Red Sox bullpen, iffy at best. I mean, I think the Yankee stack is in play today. Just, yeah, I do too. Um, I was just gonna say it's just price. Like it, it's you're if you're wanting to pay up for a Degrom or a Cole, uh, I just the bats the bats are where it's gonna be interesting today. Yeah, definitely. But it, we just talked about the blue, like the entire Blue Jays lineup is like around five k or above. There's a couple of options um, that are a little bit lower than that. The difference with the Yankees here is they do have some punts to help you fit in the Judge and the Stanton. Um, and even Torres is cheap at 3,900. Um, if you're comfortable going down into the 2K range, there's guys like Cabrera, um, whoever's catching is, is cheap. Um, Higashioka is 2,100. Trevino is, is 3,300. Um, but you've got like Cabrera, Peraza. If Hicks is in the lineup, he's 2K. Like I think Florial is still up. Uh, he is minimum price as well. So just kind of depends on what this lineup looks like. But I imagine there's going to be at least – two or three, even four, because Kiner Falefa is at 2,600 as well. There's a ton of pun options in this uh, on this Yankees team. So 
Judge and Stanton are the real targets, and I don't mind punting off a couple of positions um, to get some correlation in there just in case they get on base uh, when Judge or Stanton hit that home run. I don't really have any interest in the Red Sox. I mean, you could play Devers on any slate against any pitcher, and, I mean, obviously the home run upside is there against Cole, but I think this lineup is really banged up, and, I mean, they're just not having a good year. They had a good stretch there for a little while where I kept telling everybody the Red Sox were not going to make the playoffs, but they didn't want to listen. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't think I'm playing the Sox today. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you. Um, I don't see any re- – like Cole will probably gives up a home run, but I don't know that I'm trying to find it here on a, an 11-game slate. Cubs and Mets, anywhere from 6.5 to 7 in this one. <laughs> the Mets are a 375 favorite here, probably not enough. Sampson against DeGrom. Uh, any interest here in your boy Adrian Sampson? <laughs> no, no interest in Sampson against this Mets team. Yeah, I mean, they're just one of the better – teams against right-handed pitching this season uh we saw like Assad have a, a solid outing against them um for the most part bassett struggled though and i don't care Degrom is pitching he's a 41.4 percent strikeout rate this season everybody was so worried about him coming back and would he look the same I mean, you could argue that he might look better. Um, so watch out for the Mets in the playoffs. Um, this lineup is very good. This pitching staff has some studs. Um, DeGrom's 11-8 against the Cubbies. Um, I mean, this is a 30-point machine. I mean, he's the top pitcher on any slate that he pitches on against any team. He absolutely is. Um, I think like his strikeout prop probably should be nine and a half. We almost never see a nine and a half strikeout prop. So I'll be really curious to see where that opens up. If his prop opens up at eight and a half, I'm hammering the over. Um, yeah, just a, a great spot. The, the Cubs strike out plenty. It's at home here in city field for him, a fantastic pitchers park. And you just, you talked about those numbers, like they're all time. Great. Not just best in the league. Great. We're talking like all time baseball history type stuff here. Um, strikeout rate over 40%. And it's not like this is a small sample anymore. I'm, he's what, five, six, seven starts into this thing. And like he just keeps doing it, um, keeps rack- racking up a ton of Ks. He doesn't walk anyone at all. Um, just very clearly the best pitcher on the planet. What's crazy too is like he hasn't thrown 100 pitches in a start yet. So, there, I mean, there's still room for improvement um ceiling wise which is just absolutely crazy um you you talked about it he's, he's had seven starts now only one time in seven starts has he allowed more than three hits in a game um he's just he's incredible he really is um i have no interest in the cubs bats i mean i honestly i probably don't have interest in the cubs bats in most times um they proved me wrong yesterday that's fine i'll move on to today and um, yeah, I'm not touching the Cubs here. Nope, me either. Definitely no reason to to try to pick underground. Uh, Mets though, I mean Samson's hittable. Hate the ballpark. It's an 11 game slate. I think I'm looking at like some cheaper bats here against Samson. He gives up a lot of harder contact and a lot of fly balls. But I mean, I think I'm looking more at like a a Naquin a Vogelbach, an Escobar, like those types of guys, and just trying to maybe save some money here with like a secondary stack. As much as I think a guy like Alonzo is solid, I, I just don't think 
I want to pay up for him in this necessary spot. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Exactly. The ballpark just kind of limits the upside of, of the stack um, in my opinion. So I don't, I don't want to pay these prices in this park. Um, Vogelbach at 4,200 is, is my favorite. I don't mind Canna at 4k. Um, I don't even know that I want a mini stack it though. Cause I'm, I'm trying to find a home run against Samson. I think, um, yeah, it's Vogelbach and Canna. Naquin was a great call as well. So it's, it's those 4k guys that I'm looking at, uh, and probably just one offs. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, it's just going to come down to trying to look at these cheaper bats. I think this is a spot like Alonzo could hit a home run. Like it wouldn't shock me if he hit a home run here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think just looking at the cheaper bats for the Mets. All right, Kansas City at Minnesota. We got Bubich against Ryan. Eight and a half total in this game. The Twins are a 190 favorite. Any interest here in Chris Bubich? No, I don't. I'm just too inconsistent here recently. Um, another guy who flashes strikeout upside at, at times, but just too inconsistent. Uh, Minnesota is, is pretty right-handed heavy. Um, Correa is a really tough option for, for Bubich here. Um, I guess he does have that change up too. He, so he is slightly reverse splits, but I don't know. I like, I like the way Minnesota matches up here against him. Um, just too much inconsistency. He walks too many guys for me. Um, no thanks on Bubich. Joe Ryan on the other side of this game, 8,100. Um, I mean, the pitch count's still there, which is nice. Um, I mean, I'm a, I'm somewhat concerned when it comes to him because the Twins are still kind of in it. I mean, no one wants to win the AL Central, it seems. It's just so <laughs> crazy to me. I, I mean, we're laughing, but like they're four and a half game back on the, the Guardians, and it just doesn't seem like anybody wants to win the AL central. So they're still in it, but right when I feel like they're mathematically out of it, they're going to start limiting guys like Joe Ryan. I still, I think he's okay. This start. I, I do. Um, I mean, the twins have been struggling. They're two and eight in their last 10 games. Um, hopefully this is a spot that Joe Ryan, 8,100 can get them back on track and, and you know, kind of have a, a bounce back and a, a strong start here. Yeah, I, I like this matchup a ton for Joe Ryan. Um, and it's the price, too. Like, obviously, I want to play DeGrom and Cole, but that's just not really feasible. So I think Ryan is going to be a pretty chalky SP2 option. Um, we'll have to see on his ownership. But there is one pivot in the range that I like, so I'll, I'll be keeping an, an eye on ownership. Um, Ryan's not, like, a smash play that I think I, I would need. Like, I don't want to play 60% of them. So if he's coming in at 40-ish percent, Maybe I go underweight on him and end up on the other guy in this range. Uh, but this is a great spot for him. Kansas City is full of of young hitters now that strike out quite a bit. So really good spot. Um, Ryan has above average strikeout ability, 24% on the season. Um, you mentioned that pitch count. He's been been up around 100, 100 pitches a couple of times here recently. So fully stretched out, pretty good leash. Really like the matchup. If he's pitching well and it's a close game, I mean, I feel like the leash is going to be there. So, you know, I think his ceiling is there. Any Kansas City bats that you like here? No, I mean, there's just like there's some pun options here. So maybe if you're paying up twice at, at pitcher, um, you do a little mini three man. 
not something I love, but Pascantino near minimum price. He, I think he's a better hitter than that, even against a good pitcher like Ryan. Uh, Massey has been forever a punt option, it seems like, at least for the last month, um, and just just hasn't really done a whole lot. Um, I, I don't want to pay for the premium guys like Witt and Perez, Melendez. Obviously, they're best hitters, but they're expensive. Um, don't want to pay for them against a good hitter like uh, Ryan. Good pitcher, rather. Yeah, I mean, overall for me, I think it's Vinny just because of his price. He gets the platoon matchup. Probably not stacking against Joe Ryan here unless he has a lot of ownership. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I think overall I'm probably staying away from Kansas City bats because, I mean, I'm probably going to play DeGrom, which is going to lead me in this range, and Joe Ryan's probably going to be the guy that I end up playing. So, Minnesota on the other side, I think they're the cheap stack today. I think they're your bargain bin garbage bin stack today. Um, they're cheap. I mean, you got to pay up for Correa, but the rest of the stack, Gary Sanchez is 3K, Miranda's 3,100. The rest of the stack in general, Ursula's 2,700, Garlic's 2,300. The, the stack overall is cheap here. Yeah, definitely in play. Uh, absolutely love Miranda at this price. I love Correa too. Um, 4,900. He, he, this is a better spot than that for him. So don't mind paying up a little bit because you can stack all his teammates for under 3K. Most of them arise the one guy that's 3,400, Miranda at 3,100, but he, he's probably my favorite option. Um, depends on who is in the outfield. Celestino, probably the guy. He's minimum price. Um, but yeah, it's it, Miranda and, and Gary Sanchez for his power along with Correa, really the main three I'm looking at, but I, I don't mind the full stack either. Mentioned uh, Bubich's walk troubles, gives up plenty of hard contact. So I do like this spot for Minnesota. Milwaukee at St. Louis. Sounds like it's going to be an opener situation here for the Brewers. No total out in this game until we really know. Jordan Montgomery is pitching on the other side here for St. Louis. Uh, any interest in this opener long relief situation for Milwaukee? No, I don't have any interest against St. Louis. Uh, Lindblom is the name that I have seen. Um, the long relief, they, yeah. Yeah, he they signed him a couple years ago out of like he came back from Korea, I believe it was somewhere overseas, and he just got absolutely obliterated that first season, and we haven't heard from him since. Um, was looking at his minor numbers a little bit. He's been okay, but nothing special. 23% strikeouts, eight and a half percent walk rate. Um, I, I don't have any interest in him, especially with no guarantee that he's actually coming into the game uh, and a really tough matchup here against St. Louis. This is a dude that struggled with home runs yeah. bad last year. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I want to do it. Jordan Montgomery, 8,400 on the other side of this game. Talked about, I've talked about it so much, it feels like now, but he's just a completely different pitcher with Molina behind the plate. He he really is. And people will say, oh, catchers don't make a huge difference. Well, catchers make a huge difference. Um, and Molina is one of, if not the best catcher in baseball. Um, he's in play for me today. I mean, I think... I'm going to be looking at his ownership compared to like Joe Ryan, uh, just in general. But I think Montgomery 
is solid here. Milwaukee's a team that's better against right-handed pitching. I think Montgomery is super solid today. You stole my thunder. I absolutely oh. loved I love Jordan Montgomery in this spot. Um, I will be very curious to see the ownership between Ryan and Montgomery. Uh, if Ryan is, is higher owned, I'm, I'm going to go underweight on Ryan and go way overweight on Montgomery. Um, I, I couldn't stop talking about Lodolo a couple starts back when he faced this Brewers team. Like this Brewers team is really bad against lefties. Um, their strikeout rate is up around 26%. I think they're third and highest in baseball behind um, Pittsburgh and I forget who the other one is, but like they just, they strike out a ton against left-handed pitching. Uh, Montgomery has flashed a, a lot more strikeout upside since coming over to St. Louis. Um, this Milwaukee team just can't hit lefties. Montgomery ha- should have a pretty decent leash here. Uh, and I, I love the strikeout spot for him. So I, th- I think he's at least as good of a play as Ryan. I'll, I'll be curious to see ownership. If, if the field agrees and Montgomery is the chalky one between the two, then, then maybe I just stick with Ryan. Um, but I, I think that Montgomery could easily outscore him. I will say people have not caught on and been playing Montgomery. Like every, I've been playing him almost every start. And I mean, yeah. I play a lot of three entry like, max stuff and like, he's not getting a lot of ownership in those. And you usually see higher ownership in those kind of contests. So he definitely has that reputation throughout his career as just a, a low strikeout pitcher. But I mean, you look, look, he's had games um, since coming over to St. Louis with a 30% strikeout rate. You almost never saw that with the Yankees. So definitely agree with you that, that he has turned a little bit of a corner here since coming over to St. Louis. Catcher makes a huge difference. Molina makes a huge difference. Uh, bats in this game, anything here on the Milwaukee side that you like? There really isn't. Um, Adamas is expensive. Um, Tellus would be lefty-lefty. Montgomery Renfro's is a, a good ground ball. Yeah, Renfro's up there. Um, good ground ball pitcher, good control. Just not a guy that gets blown up a ton, even if he's not striking a ton of guys out. Um, doesn't get blown up much. Uh, so I, I don't really have any interest in Milwaukee. Yeah, I think I'm with you. Um, considering price and everything else, it's really tough for me to have a ton of interest here in Milwaukee. St. Louis, I mean, they're definitely in play here stack-wise if Limblum is going to be the long reliever. I mean, yeah, his AAA numbers are better this year, but this is a dude that he, he just didn't have command last year. He has decent strikeout stuff, but just no command whatsoever. Um, and when you're walking people at a 12% clip, and you're giving up 2.7 home runs per nine, have to stack against a guy like that. Newt Bar is 3,700. Donovan's 3,300. DeYoung is 3,500. Depending on who else is in there, you're probably going to need three cheap bats and only be able to get two of these expensive bats, um, which makes could potentially make your Cardinals stack contrarian because you can kind of mix and match. Like if Pulhos draws a start, you play pool host over Goldschmidt and go Arenado and O'Neill instead of Goldschmidt and Arenado. So a uh, lot of different ways to approach the St. Louis lineup today. Um, but I, you have to have interest in them in this spot. The The matchup is going to be too good if Lindblom is going to be the long reliever here. Uh, what are your thoughts on the cards? Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. It's similar to the Mets situation that we talked about that I, I really like the value here. Um, obviously Goldschmidt and Arenado are fantastic. Um, I just, I don't know that I can afford both of them. Goldschmidt is having a slightly better year. Arenado is having a fantastic year as well, but probably prefer Goldschmidt slightly. 
Um, but the Gorman at 3,800, Newt Bar at 3,700. If, if Donovan's in the lineup at 3,300, Dickerson at 2,800, like that's that's where the primary, the the majority of the stack is coming from, I think. Um, and then you just you pair that with whoever your favorite guy up top is. Um, B. Goldschmidt for me. O'Neill is a fantastic option too, especially with Lindblom's home run troubles. So if he's the guy, I'll definitely be playing some St. Louis, but I think I'm leaning towards the the value side, doing a lot of the heavy lifting here. Oakland at Texas. Waldachuk against Reagans in this one. Eight and a half total on most books. Some have some have this at nine. Um, Rangers a 150 favorite. Stock Wadachuk first. Um, he's he's cheap. He's a lefty. He's gonna throw 90-ish pitches. I don't know. I, I've seen mixed things about this dude, whether or not like he's like a legit um strikeout guy or not. Do you have any interest in him in this spot? I do. He he's the six K K guy that I was talking about. Um, I mean, he's the yeah, he's the top prospect in the Oakland organization. It's just everything I've read about him is he's he's supposed to be next year. Like they called him up just to get him yeah. some reps. Here is what happened. Yeah, that that's absolutely fair. Probably not quite ready. Um, and we've seen that too. Like he was striking out almost twenty seven percent of batters in AAA. That's down under nineteen percent now that he's up in the majors. Um, it's just a completely different level of competition. So I don't think that he's going to be some mass out massive strikeout guy in this spot. Even I do, I do really like the, the matchup against Texas. Um, but the price is really what I have the most interest in um, paying up for DeGrom as much as I possibly can. So in, in order to get like a, a Goldschmidt, Arenado, St. Louis stack, I've got to do things like find a pitcher down here in this range. And Walter Chuck seems to be the best option to me. Um, pretty decent ballpark in Texas here, assuming that they keep that the roof closed. Uh, they have randomly opened it a couple of times here recently. Hopefully the roof is closed. Don't mind the matchup. I mean, plenty of strikeouts in this Texas lineup. Um, he, he should go, like you said, about 90 pitches. That That's plenty for me. I think he can I'm, – I'm just looking for 12 to 15 points out of him for, for this 6K price tag. I think he can get that done. Yeah, I mean, so – this, he came over in the Montas deal right before the trade deadline. Um, this dude's a big prospect. You know, he's right at like that 25 mark. Um, obviously, they gave up Montas to get him. Uh, everything I read about him is his changeup is really good, which could help him in majors because, I mean, when you have a lefty with a good changeup, it's going to help you against right-handed hitters. Um, so I think he's okay. I, I mean, you, you're obviously you're a little worried about like the top end of this lineup, but the bottom half um, – is not the greatest, you know. They called up um, Young, who is another talented prospect. Me and Dean were talking about Josh Young on the Grinders Live, and I got a, someone messaged me on Twitter, and they're like, "How do you not know who Josh Young is?" We were talking about not knowing how he pronounces his last name. Um, I love Twitter; it's my favorite. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts here on the other side of this game with Cole Reagans? So, like, if you look at their AAA numbers, Reagans and Waldachuk are really similar pitchers. Reagans is, is a really good prospect. We've got a little bit bigger sample in the in the majors for Reagans, and it, he has just really struggled, um, even more so than Waldachuk has. 
his walk rate is up around it's 14%. The strikeout rate is all the way down at 13%. He just has not been able to get major league hitters out um, and has not flashed any skills that show that he has the ability to to do that in the near future. Um, Another guy that will probably be playing plenty of in the next couple of years, but he's just not there yet. Um, It's, I don't like the AAA numbers make me think like it's Oakland. He's every, almost every bit the prospect that, that Waldachuk is he's $800 cheaper. Why not just play Reagan's, but that walk rate, I don't know. It terrifies me. Um, I prefer Waldachuk just feel a little bit safer about him. Feel like he's a little further along in his development. Um, I, if somebody had conviction that, that Reagan's could go out there and have a decent start, I wouldn't try to talk him out of it, but I, I probably just stick with Waldachuk. I have to look into this, um, but I mean, looking at um, fan graphs, and I don't know if it's just an error or not, but it's showing that Reagan's has not pitched ahead of any hitter he's faced yet. Wow. Like that that has to be an error, right? Like 93 hitters he's faced. I feel like that's an error. Um, (laughs) I'm going to be looking into that for sure tomorrow because, I mean, if that's the case... Like we know he's struggled with command and command's been his biggest Yeah, I mean, the walk rate is 14%, so it's higher than his strikeout rate. I mean, yeah. so I don't know. I could see this going either way. I could see looking at Oakland for some cheap bats here because we we need some value and you know, they have some cheap bats here. Langlers is cheap. Um Garcia if he's in the lineup which he should be it's 2400 here. So I think I'm looking more at Oakland for like the cheap bats. But I mean, if Chad Pinder, is he still up? I think he's still up. He's 2K. Like, yeah, I saw I he got I... thrown out the other day. So he, he was up at least uh, as of two days ago, I think. I'm looking at the cheap bats on Oakland here. Uh, I mean, I if I'm playing, if I'm playing more than like three lineups, I'm probably looking at both pitchers, but I mean, both of these teams present some value. So I'm, I'm probably going to be playing bats from both sides. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Oakland bats? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that they're in play just because we need some value. Um, I like the Langoliers call. Um, always don't mind saving money at catcher. Um, I don't know. It's it's hard to even say who's going to be in the lineup at this point. They're obviously in evaluation mode on guys up and down for the past several weeks. Who knows who's going to actually be in the lineup? Um, but whoever is, I, I do have some interest in. We just talked about how much Reagans has, has struggled. So, um, yeah, I mean, no, nobody individually stands out other than Langoliers. Um, but we'll, we'll just kind of see who's in the lineup. They're all like just looking through their active roster, every everybody is almost minimum price. So out, outside of obviously Murphy, Loriano, and Seth Brown. But I think you can definitely find some value here. Reagan's we we talked about his struggles. Definitely can go to some Oakland baths for some value. I think Texas as well. Um they have some cheap bats in here on the Texas side that I think you could potentially look at. Um Heim, obviously a catcher, is someone that I don't, definitely don't mind playing in this spot at 3,600. They started Solak and Thompson yesterday um, in that second half, second half of the doubleheader um, against Miami. 
and that was a lefty. So just kind of looking maybe at like cheaper bats here. I mean, obviously you could take shots on Simeon or Seager or any of those guys, but I think I'm just trying to find some value if I'm going to target this young pitcher. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think it's a little bit easier to identify with Texas because they do actually have some big prospects um, that, that'll be in the lineup. Young oh, yeah, is young. minimum price. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> oh, I just got poo-pooed on myself. <laughs> I totally <laughs> forgot to bring him up at 2K. Oh, that's so funny. All right. I deserve that. Moving on. Yeah, I mean, he, he's the he's the dude. He's probably the best pun on the slate. Um, I really like Bubba Thompson, too. Yeah, pretty decent prospect with some power 2600 for him um yeah i mean like those those two i think are better i like the matchup better for the oakland side but i think those two prospects in particular are are much better than oakland has to offer so i, I will play both sides of it though colorado at chicago i'm laughing at myself uh eight and a half <laughs> total in this game the white Sox are a 190 favorite uh, Chad Cool going up against Michael Kopech. Any interest here in Chad Cool? Uh, no. no. Like the White Sox have struggled so much this year. Um, I like I was looking for that value pitcher. I prefer Wall to Chuck, so I'm I'm out on Cool. This is not very good. Yeah. Uh, Kopech against the Rockies outside of Coors. Gosh, this guy has so much talent, and it's just uh, he's struggling. He's struggling so much. There's been spots you could play him this year. He pitched well against the Rockies in cores earlier this year. If I'm running 150, I probably get a little exposure because he's one of the guys under 8K that can put up 30. But I, I don't think I'm playing Michael Kopech today. Yeah, I mean, he's cheap and in a great matchup. Like, you would think we, we want to have a ton of interest here, but he just hasn't been good this year. Like... He doesn't strike anybody. I mean, not that he doesn't strike anybody out, but he's a below average strikeout pitcher, 21%. And his walks are up around 12%. So just the skills are not there where they have been previously has been incredibly inconsistent. Just even, even though this is a really good matchup against Colorado, I don't have a ton of interest either. I would, I would rather go down to all the Chuck or up to the AK range with Ryan and Montgomery. So just probably don't have any room for him on the slate. And night and day from last year to this year for Kopech, you know, 36% K rate last year, 14% swinging strikes sitting at 21 and a half percent this year with 10% swinging strikes. Um, it's just, it's night and day for him. Um, and like what's crazy is he's actually run on the, on a, on the good side of Babbitt. So he's actually been worse than what he's been doing. Um, so I mean, yeah, I just, I can't do it. I really can't. Um, there there hasn't been anything. Just the velocity being down is the biggest thing with him. Um, and, like, we talk about velocity being down from time to time, but, like, his velocity is down, like, three to four miles an hour than it was last year. When you see that big a dip, you have to question, was he using something to grip the ball better? Um, I mean, it's very good possibility who knows but yeah the velocity is way down for Kopech this year that's the biggest thing in his strikeouts so do you have any interest in the Rockies bats here I mean I want to but there's just there's not a ton of talent here they're priced up because they're in cores 
Um, I'm definitely not paying for any of the, the premium bats. Like, they're in Chicago. Right, but right, but coming from cores, I mean okay, I get um, what you're saying. Like like the, the, when the Rockies are on the road, they're always overpriced just because their 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 numbers are inflated because they play half their games at cores. Um Grichik is really cheap. I think that'd be a one off that I'm that I'm okay with. Um some of the young guys are cheap too, depending on who's in there, like Toglia and Montero. Definitely prefer those guys against a lefty. Um, but Kopech does give up plenty of hard contact. So don't mind taking some shots there on the cheap guys, but I'm probably just looking for a home run here. And Grichik at, at 3,800, I think is, is the best option. Yeah. I mean, this year you can definitely pick on Kopech. It's worked more than it has. And it's just, I mean, could you do a little like three man stack? I mean, McMahon, maybe Blackman and, you know, get one of the cheaper bats that you were talking about with like Grichik. Sure. You could, um, I'm on the other side of this game and it's not even like the high end guys. It's really just kind of going down. You got a Brayu at 4k. You got Moncada at 3,400. Grindall is 2,800. If Gavin Sheets is in the lineup, he's 2,600. Chicago White Sox are bringing us some value in this amazing matchup against Chad cool. which is whether or not they're going to show up because I mean, they just haven't shown up this year a lot. Yeah. It's, it's been a really frustrating year. Playing White Sox, um, but I, I do really like now, Mankata. Keith? Why stop now? <laughs> yeah, right, just keep throwing money at it. Um, Mankata is the the one that stood out to me. Sheets, if he's in there, agree. Really like that twenty six hundred dollar price. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know that I want to full stack them just because of how much they've struggled. But a little three man, uh, like Elvis Andrews, has been hitting the crap out of the ball here recently. I don't know what got into him. Um, he's 3K, but Mancata and um, Sheets would be my my two favorites here. Dodgers and Diamondbacks. Clayton Kershaw going up against Merrill Kelly. Seven and a half total in this game. The Dodgers a 200 favorite. Any interest here in Clayton Kershaw? Not on this slate, I don't think. Um, just with this pitch count thing, like he's probably going to get you 85 to 90 pitches at most. Um, he's 10K, which is 900 less than Cole, 1800 less than DeGrom. That's a discount, but not exactly a significant one. I just don't think that he has the same upside as those two guys um, with 85 pitches compared to like DeGrom should throw 95 at this point. Cole has that 110 in him. I just there's so much more upside with the other two guys. I don't think I play any Kershaw. Basically the same thing that we talked about yesterday with Tyler Anderson. He's probably going to go out and have a solid start, but he doesn't have the ceiling for his price. And I mean, I think that's the biggest issue here with Kershaw. My 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 second thing is like with this this lineup with like Marte and Walker, um Garrett and Rivera in there like in the middle part of this lineup they just taken out a lot of strikeouts against left-handed pitching um so I think for me it's probably going to be a pass on Kershaw and Merrill Kelly's been somebody I've played a lot here down the stretch um used him against the White Sox used him against uh, I think it was the Brewers a couple starts ago 9k against the Dodgers um as much as I respect the talent just no chance I'm playing Kelly at this price against this team. 
Yeah, no, no chance. Um, way too expensive. Um, and just I don't not like even if it wasn't the Dodgers, he struggles to hit hit upside at that price tag. Um, I know he's been really good here recently, but this is this is a completely different matchup. So definitely out on Kelly. Uh, the Dodgers bats. Uh, I would love for them to wake up on Monday. Um, they are just not <laughs> doing anything <laughs> right now, and it's it's so tilting. I mean, the Nelson. Maybe the kid is legit. We'll see. Um, Kelly's good. He's not typically a guy I want to stack against. He's great at limiting power. The Dodgers are are somewhat expensive here, so I think if you're stacking them, that's how you have to approach them. Bellinger's 3,800. Gallo's 3,400. Um, I just, for me, on the Dodgers, is are you really going to be able to get Dodgers and top end pitching? I don't know if you're going to be able to do that. Yeah, another another really expensive stack here. Um, yeah, a lot of guys over 5K, but especially the ones you want to play, prefer lefties against Kelly. So Freeman and Muncie would be the primary two I'm looking at. They're both over 5K. Um, yeah, Bellinger at 3,800. I don't, I don't mind him as a one-off, but the stack, the stack is really tough. Um, I'm definitely going to be prioritizing Degrom and and the pitching. So, like, and and Kelly's a, a respectable pitcher too. It's not like this is some great spot for the Dodgers. Um, they're just an absolutely elite offense, and you want to play them as much as you can. But I'm, I'll be prioritizing pitching here. Yeah, I'm with you, and I mean on the. The Arizona side, Kershaw's good. Yeah, I mean, some of these guys in the middle half of this Arizona lineup has shown some upside against left-handed pitching, but, I mean, I just I can't stack against Kershaw. He's just so good at not getting blown up. Yeah, just a really solid pitcher. Completely agree with you. I, I don't have any interest in Arizona. He's low-key, like, had really, really great numbers this year, and he's going to be a, a factor in the playoffs for them this year for sure. They're just, I mean, do they, they're at the point where they don't have to, you know? Yeah. So just be super kinda... careful, careful with him to get, get him to October. That's where they want to unleash him for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's seven games up on the Mets for the best record in the NL and they're 19 or 20 games up on the Padres. They've already won the NL West. I mean, <laughs> they haven't already won it, but I mean, they've already clinched a playoff spot. And I mean, they basically already won the NL West. Let's be honest. So they don't have to. And I mean, that's just something you got to kind of pay attention to this time of year. So San Diego at Seattle, taking on the Mariners, seven and a half total in this game. Pick them game. And I mean, it's still a little early to, you know, start talking, oh, playoff time and stuff like that. But I mean, this is. This is a big game for both these teams, um, one in the AL and one in the NL. Um, Mariners kind of need to keep winning. think they're going to have a good chance to make the playoffs at this point, but see how it kind of plays out. Um, they'd have to, One of these teams would have to really lose some games, the Rays, the Blue Jays. You know, Baltimore's still there, and they're still trucking along. Yu Darvish going up against Logan Gilbert. Any interest here in Yu Darvish? Kind of the same conversation we just had with Kershaw. Like Darvish does have a little bit more in him because he has that that leash to work with. Um, like he's got 110. If if he's going well and he needs it, they would let him go. I just, I I think I prefer Cole. I definitely prefer Degrom. <laughs> and when I've got two stud pitchers, I'm already trying to pay for that. Those third and fourth options just kind of get left behind. 
Um, Seattle's a, a, just a pesky team. They don't strike out a ton. Um, yeah, I mean, just a tough spot for Darvish, and I don't think it's a slate that that I need him because I, I prefer Cole at the just a couple hundred more, and I prefer DeGrom by a lot. Yeah, I mean, I prefer Cole and DeGrom by a lot, to be honest. I mean, Seattle, Hanniger's banged up right now, but Seattle's still sneaky good lineup. Uh, I mean, I keep saying it. This is a team that could really make a, a, a decent run in the playoffs because they are – they're sneaky good. Um, Logan Gilbert. I actually, I would have more interest in playing Gilbert in this game than I would have playing Darvish in this game, considering like it's almost $2,000 different. Logan Gilbert finally has shown some strikeout stuff recently. Padres are good. Their lineup is super good. Let, let's be honest. It's a really good lineup. Adding Juan Soto was huge. Even adding Bell. I'm probably not playing either pitcher in this game, but I think I would lean more towards Gilbert than Darvish. Yeah, Gilbert's been outstanding in his last two, but it was the White Sox and it was the Tigers. Um, this is San Diego. It's much more difficult matchup, so it's hard to say if that strikeout stuff was just because of the matchup. Um, I don't think this is, a, this is a slate where I need to just kind of bank that he has found some extra strikeout stuff here late in the year. Um, it was nice to see him get over 100 pitches his last time out because he's he had kind of been a guy like the Mariners have been careful with these guys down the stretch here. Um, Kirby and Gilbert in particular have had the leash tightened on him a little bit. So the fact that Gilbert was over 100 was nice to see, but I'm just I don't trust the strikeout that stuff that we've seen the last two times out. Um, really difficult matchup here against San Diego. I'm I'm out here as well. Yeah. I mean, the Padres bats, Juan Soto's 4,900. Um, I mean, just he keeps getting on base, but I mean, he hasn't hit a home run since the 28th of last month. Um, he's someone that can hit two home runs on any slate. He's someone that's going to get on base. It's just, I don't know. It's, I mean, Machado is someone obviously who has plenty of upside as well. It's just, San Diego is expensive and it's not a good matchup. It's not a good ballpark. It's not a good matchup. It's just, I think I'm going back and like, I'm playing like Yankees over the Padres today in a better matchup against Pavetta in a better home run ballpark. Like uh, that's just kind of where I'm leaning. Yeah. I, I don't have any interest in San Diego. Um, Gilbert, I think is a really solid pitcher. Um, he doesn't always have a ton of strikeout stuff, but he, do, he does a good job limiting the damage. He's got, pretty good control and the the Mariners bullpen is is really good tough ballpark as well like you mentioned just it's not a good spot for San Diego the pricing is is a little bit surprising but like you mentioned with Soto he hasn't shown that upside here recently um Cronenworth is cheap at 34 3900 so like I don't hate the pricing if you want to take a shot but Gilbert is just not a guy that I'm I'm very interested in picking on um I will say that it's a strong pitching slate and we're going to have to pick some spots to play some offense, uh, but I, I just don't think that this is one of the ones that I want to take a shot. Different ballpark maybe, but not in this park against Gilbert. Any interest in Seattle um, on the other side? Kind of the same exact conversation. Um, don't mind the pricing. Really like the offense, um, but I don't have a ton of interest in picking on Darvish. 
yeah, just no. I'm it, this this whole game entirely is just kind of a pass. Both sides. I think Darvish and, and Gilbert both have pretty decent outings, but neither of them do enough that you need them for a tournament. Uh, I'm probably just out on this game all around. It's kind of where I'm at. Um, we move on to Atlanta at San Francisco. Seven and a half total in this game. Uh, Braves a 160 favorite. Kyle Wright going up against Jacob Junis. Uh, any interest here in Kyle Wright? Oh, man, Kyle Wright. Dude looked like he was breaking out again. Just had, had put strung together... He six can't really figure solid... out if he wants to be a good pitcher or a bad pitcher. <laughs> he really can't. Had strung together several solid starts and just goes out there and gets absolutely torched by Oakland. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. In 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 Oakland too. So I I don't know what to do with this guy. Um, I I find it highly unlikely. I'm I'm playing him coming off of that start on the slate here at at 9400. Yeah, I mean. There's so many other pitchers I'd rather play today. I don't think the spot is necessarily bad. You know, there's some strikeouts in this lineup. It's just there's not a ton of power in this lineup, but they're a pesky lineup. And, I mean, we're seeing that with Strider on Monday night. They're just a pesky lineup. But I do also think that, like, everybody, I mean, he was, like, 70 to 80% Strider was um, on Monday night. So, like, if he continues to struggle, Kyle Wright's not going to get any ownership today. So, I mean, in that aspect of things, he's somewhat interesting for tournaments. But, I mean, that's that's really it. He he is low enough. Like, 9,400, I wonder what kind of lineups we can build with DeGrom and, and Wright. I'll be I'll definitely be looking into that as, as I build throughout the day. Um, if, I, if I can find some offense that I like with those two, I might be more willing to take a shot on it. Because I, I agree with you. I don't think he's coming in with any ownership and I do like this matchup against San Francisco. Um, everybody saw that he just got blown up by Oakland. So uh, agree. Like, I don't think anybody's playing him and he definitely has upside. I have to see if we can make the offense work with, with the DeGrom right pairing though. I, I kind of think we need to be in that 8k range to, to really have the bats that we like, but I'll definitely be messing with it. All right, let's talk about the other side of this game. Um, Junis pitching. Any interest in him in this one? No, I mean he's had a, a decent season, but this matchup against Atlanta, I think I think Atlanta gets the better of him here. Um, I like the Atlanta stack. I mean, Junis is a sinker baller and he's done it and he's done it very well this year. He's limiting everything. Atlanta smashes sinkers. Uh, they just smash them. So Atlanta is probably my favorite stack if I'm if I'm paying up and it's not the Yankees. Like if I'm looking at a late later stack here, Atlanta is. Uh, gosh, I hate the pricing, but I mean we could say that we literally could say that about half, if not more, of the teams on this slate. At some point, we're just going to have to pay up, and I think this is a great spot. Looking at their numbers against sinkers. Um, you're going to need one of those like cheap secondary stacks. You're going to need a cheaper SB2, but I mean, I think DeGrom Atlanta is doable. Yeah, I think it is too. And especially like DeGrom Waldachuk Atlanta is definitely doable. That's why I, I have some interest there. And it, it's because of Atlanta. I agree. I like they're my favorite stack on the slate. Um, and 
like I want the lefties. Olson's forty five hundred. Harris is forty four hundred. I don't mind either of those prices. It's just figuring out who to fade between Acuna, Riley, and Swanson is is the difficult conversation here. Um, I don't know. I like Acuna just hasn't seemed right. Like the power isn't there, but he's still running a ton, still putting up a ton of fantasy points. Um, Riley has had just an incredible season. Really, Swanson has too. So I don't. I I probably only play play one of those top three. Um, I think Riley is the guy I would include first. Um, but Olson and, and Harris, I, I absolutely love both of them. Grisham, Grisham is still cheap. Um, depending on who, who's in the outfield, if Rosario's out there, he's twenty two hundred. So I, I think there, are, there are ways to make this Atlanta stack work for sure. Um, but I, I love Harris and Olson against Junis. Uh, any interest here in the Giants bats? Oh man, I, like I. I am a Kyle Wright fan, so I tend to think he's pretty good. Um, but it's like he's definitely been blown up on multiple occasions this year. Um, I just I hate playing the Giants because of how much they platoon and pinch hit. Like as soon as Atlanta brings a lefty out of that that bullpen, um, yeah, I mean nothing standing out really. Like Yastrzemski's price at thirty eight hundred is okay. Um, Wade at 2,900 is okay. Like I'm, I'm not playing Peterson at 5,200. I don't love the full stack either. Um, just because I, I have respect for right, but maybe don't, don't mind two or three of them here. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. I, I think Wright is a good pitcher. Um, so I'm going to pass on this one. Let's play the morning grind game and then we will get out of here. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who you got today? I'm going to go with the prospect. Um, I know he hasn't flashed the best strikeout upside so far in his young career, but he did in AAA. Maybe he figures something out. I like like his matchup against Texas. Give me Waldeshuk. I um, I think I'm going to go... The more I look at this slate, the more I think I like Dean Kramer today. He kind of fits that mold of like this price range. Cause I'm I'm expecting like either Ryan or Montgomery, one of these two guys to get some ownership. Washington just do, honestly. Yeah, Washington's just not good. Kramer has shown some ability to have bigger games. I think Kramer is super interesting the more I think about the slate. So I'm going to go Dean Kramer today. I like Give it. me a guy over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Uh, Merrill Kelly, that tough matchup against the Dodgers. Yeah. I think I'm going to go... Gosh, as weird as this sounds, I am. I know I'm not playing this guy, and I know he's kind of limited pitch-wise, so I'm going to go Clayton Kershaw. Over 4K to hit a home run. Who do you got to hit a home run today? Uh, give me Aaron Judge. Great spot for him. Um, dude has just been absolutely crushing it, obviously. Um, love the park in, in Boston. Fly ball pitcher in Pavetta. Good spot. Excellent spot for Judge. Yeah, I like that a lot. I um, think I got to go Paul Goldschmidt here um, to go yard. Love it. 
Under 4K to get two hits. Who's a cheap bet that you like to get two hits today? Give me Gunnar Henderson. Uh, just love love the talent. Matchup against Abbott. Uh, Washington's bullpen's really bad, too. I really like this spot for Henderson. What's funny, this is not even like, this is what's funny. Um, I had written this down, and I still almost forgot him. My value hitter today is Josh Young. <laughs> <laughs> that it's just oh gosh it's so much uh it's so funny to me um i had written it down earlier too that's what's even funnier i was like ah because i I always write down two names and he was my first one so go with him uh give me a stack to score six or more runs today i really like atlanta today um particularly the lefties but just such a talented offense overall Uh, give me atlanta yeah, I mean, I, I like Atlanta. I'm not going to pick the Yankees. They are probably my top stack on the slate. Give me Minnesota to score six or more runs today. I think that is, um, I think it's really interesting. So give me Minnesota. Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Um, Seattle is has beaten the Broncos. That's we all saw hey, that listen coming. i'm just so happy that my penny prop hit the under um i have <laughs> so many like props with penny at under 67 and a half with melvin gordon two catches so in the in the prop world it's going to be a very 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 good night tonight for me nice i need strider to get two more strikeouts somehow here in this in his last inning of work more than likely he's at 84 pitches as we said here um let's let's get him to eight Gosh, I have it so many places. Um, I need Freeman to get a double or something. I have him. I have some props riding on him at one and a half total bases. That would be nice to hit as well. So that's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. We'll be back Wednesday talking more baseball. Everyone have a good night. We'll see you then.